Hello, my name is Robin Dunbar, and I'm the President and CEO of Grid Metals. Grid Metals is a Toronto-based exploration and development company, and we're focused on nickel, copper, PGMs, and lithium in Canada. Robin, lovely to meet you. We've not met or spoken before, so I uh, appreciate oh. you coming on the show. Um, we are going to learn about your company today. Maybe it might be worth kicking off and understanding a little bit about you. What's your background that's relevant to what you're about to uh, talk about? Sure. Uh, I've been in this business for 25 years. Uh, before I was uh, in uh, commercial and corporate banking, uh, the one I did that for about 17 years. I think one of the things that translates really well to uh, um, the, the mining exploration and development business in the junior sector is that there's a lot of risk. And in the financial world, that was the, uh, the focus was on risk assessment. So, you know, people ask me what 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 was the hold over there? I, that's a, I think a, a useful skill. Um, right. And so, um, tell me a little bit about about the team that's supporting you on this. Because like, you're a company of a certain size, you're you know sub twenty million market cap. Uh, decision making is important at this level. So so is uh, capital. So I want to understand uh, who's supporting you with, you know, what is a, you know a very you know early stage exploration play. That's right. Uh, Doug Harris is our CFO, and Doug just. Uh, uh, joined us recently. He's an experienced uh, CFO. Uh, Dave Peck is uh, our uh, Vice President uh, Exploration and Business Development. Dave, is um, he uh, has an extensive background. He, his, his last job before joining us, he was the Vice President with uh, North American Palladium, and they were uh, successfully bought out by Impala Platinum. That was uh, at the end of 2019 for a billion dollars. Dave uh, was in charge of all the technical uh, and resource development there. Before that, he uh, ran global nickel exploration for Anglo-American for a number of years. So Dave's very experienced, has been around the world, seen many nickel deposits. He has a PhD. He understands exploration, how the deposits form, where to look for them, that type of thing. So Dave's a great addition to our team. We just hired Kerry Galischuk. Kerry uh, is a geologist. He has a lot of experience in lithium. He worked at the Tanko mine in, in uh, lithium development and exploration for a number of years, and he's written a number of papers on lithium. So, um, you know, it's hard to find experienced lithium geologists and carries a great addition to our team as well. And that those are kind of the key players. And, you know, we have a very uh, uh, extensive team of uh, consultants. As a junior, we use a lot of consultants, people that we can go back to and, and trust. Um, one of those people is Ian Ward. Ian uh, ran the, um, he was the president of the consulting firm Micon. Um, up to about 2009, and Ian was running our project development team um, uh, back in during that period, um, up to the when the global financial crisis hit. And Ian's rejoined us now as a consultant as well, so he's he's going to take over our project development. Gotcha. Okay, I appreciate that. And just just a little bit more on you, if you, if you don't mind. Like you're formerly director of Western Areas, uh, you know, yes. nickel place. So nickel nickel seems to be your thing. You're also current director of McEwen Mining. So, how much time and effort are you allocating to this company? Well, I, I you know, my full time job is grid metals. Um, you know, I my 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 part time uh, job is is a director of uh, of McEwen Mining, and uh, you know, d directorships take more and more time. But you know, I. I tend to do my reading uh, at home at night on on uh, on the directorships. Okay, okay, okay. So let, let, let's let's get stuck into this because I'm I'm trying to it, like I said, it's a relatively small story, but nickel is of the moment, especially uh, nickel sulfide uh, up in Canada. So um, let's let's start with you know how how did this kick off? You know, how how did you acquire the various assets that you've got within the company? 
Maybe start with the sure. nickel first, and then we'll move on to the lithium yeah. in a minute. So our company is a bit unique in that you know we've been around since uh, you know the company was actually formed in 1997, and you know we went we went we've been through a number of cycles. Palladium, we saw the palladium bloom, boom happen in, in early 2000. Then we saw the nickel boom happen in in uh, you know 2006 to 2008, and it was during that time that we acquired um, a lot of our key key assets. So um, you know we've had some I call them legacy assets in the company. And, you know, they didn't make it into production in the last cycle, but we've managed to hang on to them. One of the feature, features of our properties that they generally tend to be quite large land positions, but that are, we've paid them off and we don't have any payments. So the, the carrying cost is extremely low. Um, which ones, which so, ones are those? So the, uh, our Bannockburn Nickel Project, we bought from Otakumpu Mining back in 2003 um, and that's a big land position. Um, our Manitoba property, Maqua Mayville, we, we acquired that from Falcon Bridge and, and the private vendor. Um, that was 2004, 2005. And um, um, yeah, so we, those are the two kind of uh, you know, major projects we're working on right now. We spent, also spent a lot of money on our Palladium property, East Bull Lake. That property we acquired you know, I say I think in two thousand, the year two thousand, from prospectors, and we've spent a lot of money over the years. So again, that's like a eighty square kilometer property. But you know, if, if you're going on staking mills today, you got to spend a lot of money, and and uh, we have these uh, assessment credits banked, and and so we're able to hang onto our properties for almost nothing. Okay, so very. Right. Okay. That's interesting. So I was, to, I was trying to work out how you were characterizing different projects in the portfolio. So you actually, your, your, your two, let's go flagship projects in terms of Bannerburn and Macqua are the ones that you referred to as not getting to production last cycle. In fact, there, there's, there's, there's some ways from getting to production. So, and, and you guys have been around for a while. Or so the company has been around for a while. So what I'm, what I need to understand is what's the plan which says that this time around the company is serious and intent on you know, moving those two key projects forward, right? You're sub twenty million market cap. So let's let let's let's get into it. Our our uh, the the thing we're working on right now as a priority is our Macqua Mavel project. That's the nickel project, and it also happens happens to have a, a lithium property virtually on the same property. So you know we're we're kind of dragging that along as well, given the, you know what's happening in the lithium and and the pedigree of that potential there. So. But Macqua Mayville, you know, we, we were always serious about it. We, we put in $25 million in drilling, exploration, development on the project. Uh, there's two deposits to that project. Uh, the, the nickel project, the Macqua, we actually did a pre-feasibility study on that project um, in 2007. We bought a mill to put it in production. Western Areas, who was a major shareholder of our, of our company, um, they still are a shareholder. They're being acquired by um, IGO right now. But we were working with them very closely in trying to get that production uh, property into production. So we were in feasibility. We were doing community meetings, all the things you do. And then w- what happened was the global financial crisis hit and the price of nickel went to $4 from $12. And there was no way that the property, you know, was going to have a chance. So it needs a certain nickel price to get into production. So, you know, we we basically mothballed the project until such time as the nickel price rose again and there were reasonable economic prospects to get the project back 
uh, into production. In the meantime, we acquired a, a second deposit in that area, the Mayville project, and drilled off another open pit resource, and that's a 30 million ton uh, lower grade copper nickel project with PGEs, but significant uh, significant project too. So now we, the, the last economic study we did was in 2014 that looked at, can we combine those two projects, put a, a, a central concentrator in and take all the ore and put that through one concentrator? So, you know, we, that's, that's what we're coming back to now because it's our most advanced project. Okay. So just, I, 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 right. The, the 2007, 2008 um, PFS and the 2014 PEA Mayville. Um, and, and you say, right, we need it. We need a more positive nickel price. You, you certainly got it right now. Okay. Um, hence, I guess why we're talking, but what, what did the PFS suggest? Um, the economics needed to be or what the, what the economics would be at what price? I haven't looked at the PFS. Sure. So the all let me refer to the PEA, which we did in 2014, because first we did a PFS strictly on the nickel deposit. We did a PEA on the combined. Um, the you know the the um, at eight fifty nickel and um, three fifty copper. The uh, the NPV was about one hundred and twenty five million. Um, the internal rate of return was about 15%. So it was, you know, not great, but, you know, on the line, right? So um, the project needs to be, needs to get better. And, uh, you know, so that's that's what we're focused on now. How do we improve the project metrics to get that project over the line? So, so what is the plan? Because that, 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 you're right, then the scale just isn't there. It doesn't seem to be really there to make it attractive so how do you move that one forward do you say we are going to drill a whole bunch more this time around we'll leave the studies for now or do you say we'll carry on down the, the study study process sure so what we're looking at now is the two things number one is is can we re, re, reconfigure the resource that we have to make it slightly smaller mine the best parts of both those deposits um, and get better project metrics from that. Um, the second part is um, putting more high-grade resource into the into the model upfront really adds to the project, right? So we're doing we're doing both those things. We've just drilled uh, ten holes on the Macwa nickel deposit, so we're you know we're looking at that's that's going around testing some of the targets that we think have potential. And we're working on on the um, the project metrics in terms of reconfiguring um, the the project, making it slightly smaller. And also, we did uh, since 2014, we've done a, a fair amount of metallurgical work, and we did that with the the Glencore Lab in in Sudbury, that significantly improve improved the the metallurgy on the Mayville deposit, in particular the nickel, and showed that the cobalt's recoverable. Um, and so. You know, we're going to put those those factors into our financial model, and hopefully come up with a, uh, a a PEA in the nearer term that 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 will show people, okay, this project is 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 deserving, particularly when you look at the, the potential for the exploration results that we hope to bring forward to market in the next um, you know few months. But but deserving of what? I'm trying I'm trying to understand the game plan here because y- you would need 
to significantly increase the the the, the scale of it. To, it to no, make, it, it the scale. It's not the scale. It's it's not the scale. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's really the grade and um, you know by enhancing the grade, getting more upfront cash flow, the project um, economics will be improved significantly. So just to give people a sense, you know there is it's there's there's about between three and a half and four billion U.S. of metal sitting in two pit constrained open pits that is forming the basis of those projects. So roughly a 2 million, you know, if you gross value, the 2 million um, ounce gold deposit. Now there is, there is uh, you know, nickel, you don't get the recoveries and stuff. So that, you know, your net smelter return is going to be less, but the, the, the project has a very attractive mix of metals. So it's nickel, copper, uh, cobalt, palladium is a strong palladium to, um, uh, uh, nickel ratio in the in the in the nickel deposit, so it's a very attractive mix uh, of of, uh, of metals, right? As well, okay. So you'll be able to put out a kind of nickel equivalent number. I mean, what 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 did it what did it say previously in the previous PEA in terms of a nickel equivalent? You know, we never used nickel equivalent in the past, but the the copper equivalent of the 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 Mayville project, which is the thirty million ton, is close to one percent. The, the 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 nickel equivalent is is close, it's about 0.9 in the um, in the uh, the nickel deposit so that's about seven million tons of 0.9 percent nickel um, in that pit and then there is um, there's there is uh, there's a couple million tons of uh, similar grade underground that's something that you know we think could make sense to try to expand as well. We, when we developed it previously, we did a lot of drilling and we, we were really into, um, you know, the whole project development phase. We were not doing a lot of exploration at the time. Um, and, you know, since then, it didn't really make sense to spend money on something that was, you know, going to be developed down the road when the, the prices were higher. It the, the just didn't make sense. Uh, wasn't a good use of shareholders' money. Now with Dave Peck with us, we got the right, we got a nickel guy. Uh, we got the right environment, um, and 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 so we're we're really uh, you know plan is to hit that project hard. Okay, so I might just introduce. We're going to explain how you did it later, but you you, you raised six point mm-hmm. three million bucks, and, and yes, it is a nice structured structured way. So let, let's just focus on yep. the number rather than how we'll come to how sure. in a minute, which is right. So how how much of how much money are you allocating to uh, the Macqua Mayville um, assets? Um, you know. In the well, let's say imminently over the next you know year at the end of twenty twenty two, and what are you going? What precisely will you be doing with that money? Sure. So we've 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 just spent about this Canadian dollars about eight hundred thousand on the the drilling um, and related work that we did right now, and uh, you know we we'll get those results back and look at them and hopefully what that'll say is okay. You to to add more resource, you need to go to this area in this area and. And, and spend more money. So that's going to be probably a couple million dollars of, of additional drilling, but we don't know. Like, you know, we want to get the results first. Um, when are and they, the when other are they, thing, Jay? When are they? Uh, they're, they're going into the lab now. So okay. we, we'll have we'll have results coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah. Really that quickly? Because we, we're seeing and hearing a lot of we, delays. Sir, on there, there, there are a lot of delays and we had a lot of delays on our Bannockburn project, just as reference. But We've switched labs, and uh, we, you know, if we pay more, we can get the results sooner. So there's a bit of a trade-off. 
sometimes it's hard to tell in in even in, particularly at the mac website you you know the the sulfides are not flashy sulfides so you know you need to assay a lot of core in that case so you know starts to become quite expensive some holes if you're drilling a massive sulfide horizon base metals you have a better idea so um, makes more sense okay so with, with regard to your intent on uh, Macqua Mayville, um, yeah. I guess is is that sort of intertwined with? Because obviously that's that's over at Manitoba, and then it was the the Bannock burners uh, over in uh, Ontario. Ontario, yeah. Uh, I'm interested in where, you know, where where how you start shaping this portfolio of yours because you know you mentioned Canada Nickel in the Northern Ontario uh, yeah. description. So what's the game plan? You know, so we've just drilled eight holes there. Um, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that we've seen similar results to what Canada Nickel had in their drilling. We had done some metallurgical work before that, um, you know, way back that indicated the nickel was associated with uh, hazelwoodite, the high tenor nickel. So we're going to go back and take a couple of domains from the areas that we drilled and really find out, okay, how much of the nickel is sulfide nickel? How much reasonably can we recover? And, you know, that'll give us an indication of tons and grade that we'll need. Do we have the right dimensions? Do we, do, do we see, uh, you know, one to 200 million tons that we could, you know, uh, mine from a pit? And uh, so the metallurgical work, which is, you know, we'll spend, you know, twenty-five dollars to $50,000 on that, and then it'll probably take a few months. That'll tell us a lot. And um, that'll be a you know either a green light or a red light for us going forward. So, okay, let's assume it's a green light. What what is what's the green light working towards? Because is that something you, you I guess you you, you want to work at? Is it could it stand uh, stand up alone? Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. what do you do? Because you've got again coming back to this, the size of the company, the, the kind of the 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 kind of cash constrained nature of, of junior explorers, which is you you kind of got to pick your battles, right? So yep. with Bannockburn, you you mentioned Canada Nickel, and I just wondered why you mentioned Canada Nickel. It's a it's a nice uh, corollary and, and, and possibly. Here, well, it's the, it's, it's the exact same model as that as, as that they're trying to do. Right. Is, okay. Is, is is big, you know, low grade, bulk tonnage uh, scale, um, you know, and those, you know, those things require uh, good metallurgy and and uh, you know scale and you know you have to do the work to get a sense. Okay, w- will it work? Right. We don't know wh- whether we have enough scope for. You know, 200 million tons, 100 million tons of the project. I don't know. Um, and it depends a lot on the metallurgical recovery. How much of the nickel is in sulfide? The, you know, I would say that, you know, for a junior, um, you know, for us with our market cap, that's a big nut to, uh, you know, to, to swallow right now. So um, if things go the way we hope that they go, um, we see a clear path to, uh, more value for shareholders in the Macwa and the Macwa Naval project currently. Gotcha. Okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I think that's smart. Um, but it's just, it's, you, you've got to go through some processes and, and try and add some value. And anything that you do, you know, whether you, you got to decide, can I go and raise the money efficiently to move it forward further or just right. flip it out that's right. and move it on and, get focused okay now just i just want to understand because it was just the way the way, yeah. way it was worded i just it kind of i thought it was I'm trying to work out was a, you're giving us clues there or was just you know 
just me. <laughs> well, you know, we like the project because it, you know, it is, we think it's a really interesting model and, it, and, and it's something that, you know, as Mark says, I think it's the next generation of nickel projects. Um, you know, the, the grade can be pretty good if, if, if the sulfide's recoverable, it works out to us, you know, a, a pretty good NSR per ton. So, you know, it, it, it might be a, it might be a doable project. I, you know, I think for us, we, you know, we want to show that the bones are there for a good project and, you know, maybe we have to bring in a partner or, you know, on the project, but, you know, we, everything we do is kind of one step at a time. Right. And, and, you know, you don't, we, we had a pretty measured approach to our exploration. Um, we think we, we think we're going to see some, you know, zones of sulfide nickel there. We saw that before. And, and so that's positive, but uh, you know, I don't know exactly where that one's going to go in the short term. Right. But you've got to, you've got, you, 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 you could have worked pl- program there. You'll, you'll let us know yep. what you decide. Absolutely. And, right. Yep. Okay. So that's fine. Um, yep. So I'm just going to skip through these, but I am going to. I want to come. I do want to come back to yep. the macro. Uh, maybe given it seems yep. to be focus yep. of, of, of attention. So yep. there's a, there's a, there's there's um, obviously I think you mentioned um, East East Bull, uh, Lake, East Bull Lake, yeah, right. All, all, already um, and that's again yep. early stages on that on that one. So yep. gives a little overview. Yeah. So I mean that's that's a, a, a layered intrusion. It's uh, um, it's got a palladium uh, kind of halo low grade disseminated mineralization um, in a layer. Uh, pretty well everywhere you drill in the intrusion. It's amazing. And then. When we were drilling, we had a couple of small, narrow intercepts of um, high-grade massive sulfide in the in the um, the foot wall. So, excuse me, I'm almost getting out of my ran- my realm here because I'm not a geologist. Um, but so what we what we did was we took all the data, and uh, one of the consultants that Dave works with is a guy named Reed Keys, Doctor Reed Keys. He's based in Australia. He's one of the guys who writes all the textbooks about nickel and PGs. And what he's basically saying to us with Dave is that the, the way that the uh, uh, deposit has formed, the, the halo of palladium mineralization is related to the mass of sulfide. So that's one big you know, fractionated system. And so the, the direct analog to the model of that is Sudbury. And this property is about an hour from Sudbury. It's kind of on, you know, very, there's, there's some things that, you know, are, uh, are very, very similar from a, a, a deposition model. So then the question is, okay, well, what does that, what does that mean? It means that if we can drill through the uh, disseminated palladium layer, which we were looking for before and into the foot wall, we can look for both targets. We can, we can try to find the, the really high-grade mass of sulfides, which people find in Sudbury, and the the lower grade disseminated on top, and so this model says that there there's a reasonable case that that should be there. Now we've flown the whole property um, using uh, EM, and we have literally you know kilometers of these targets to to go after. So you know we need to prioritize what those you know what are the best areas to go after. And then go do some widely spaced holes, downhole geophysics, and see. Okay, do we have something in the foot wall that could be um, an interesting target? So that's that's a you know again not a to get to the next stage for that. It's not going to be a huge project, but it's we've really advanced that project in terms of its potential. And again, it's something that you know we think might be of interest to the market down the road. 
or the you know the industry down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in the right zip code, I, I, I guess. Um, very good. It's very good zip code for sure. Um, so you, and, and then you've got a few, a few sort of um, again sort of early stage exploration type um, projects, which you, you mentioned or sort of tip your hat towards in in, um, in the shape of uh, Fox River and Thompson East. Uh, but they, yeah, are you, are you spend, yes. are you spending any money there? Time effort? Uh, we're doing compilation. So the, 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 just as the Fox River belt is, uh, it's on the, the margin of the Superior Craton. We have a 95 kilometer strike length that we acquired by mineral lease. So who's that going to appeal to? That's going to appeal to the big companies that are including like, you know, Bill Gates has a company and, BHPs and Rio Tintos, all the majors that are looking for actual sizable nickel domains to go and look for nickel in the right geological environment. Those are very rare. That's why we picked that, that up. We, we acquired that. I think our acquisition cost was about $80,000 and our carrying cost is cheap for the next four years. And we have millions and millions of dollars of data, airborne, ground geophysics, geochem surveys, so somebody's going to look at that and it's not grassroots. It's, it's, it's at the drilling, drilling stage. And that one, we definitely want to go and, and bring a partner in. So, you know, that, that's the, the outreach we're doing right now. Got it. Okay. And we'll, we'll go, we'll yeah. skip onto lithium and then I want to come back to how this sure. thing gets moved forward. Okay. So, uh, Donna yes. Lake lithium, uh, yeah. it's in the package that it's, well, it's actually part of the reason why you got, you got, got the money, um, recently. So, what yep. tell us about Donna Lake and then we'll talk about the actual structuring of that, of that funding that you raised. Sure. So uh, the area we are in South East Manitoba, the, the, the Bird River Greenstone Belt is home to Canada's only producing lithium mine, which people don't realize. That's the Tanko mine, which has been operating since 1968. And it's, it was uh, just acquired by a Chinese company, Sinomine, who's put in a small lithium spodumene circuit. So, and before that, they produced lithium, tantalum, and they currently produce cesium formate as well. So, it is uh, the belt is uh, host to the Tanko pegmatite, Bernic Lake pegmatite, which was one of the very two large, well-known pegmatites. So the belt has great pedigree. There's a number of pedigree uh, pegmatite fields around, and the the area that we have is the Donner Lake um, uh, pegmatite field. And there is a, a nine-kilometer contact where there's a series of pegmatites. Very very little historical drilling and. Um, the, pe the pegmatites are these uh, sp uh, spodumene albite type where you, where you drill into them and there's, you know, if they're the right type, they're immediately uh, very thin wall rock zone and then boom, you're right into the spod zone. So we're our, what we're doing there is we know where there's a couple of uh, uh, historical showings of pegmatite. There is a historical resource and we started drilling on one of those dikes right now. And then we're drilling uh, another target that, that we think might uh, have potential uh, for kind of a dike swarm to be open pitable. And there's a, there's a couple other known dikes. So there's, it's, it's very grassroots, but the area has fantastic pedigree. And, um, you know, we know we have a good starting point. We know where there are some, uh, uh, some spodumene pegmatites to start drilling on. Okay. Okay. So no, more optionality for you. Not, would you, you're nickel guys. Oh. Everyone you talk to me about is a nickel guy. Obviously, yeah. um, I think obviously apart from Kerry, um, you know, so again, is that you, you got to bear in mind your optionality yes. and how you monetize yep. that and when you monetize that. So yep. you let us That's know. Right. Okay, cool. Let, let, let's talk about the, the money side of things. So I thought it was quite interesting. So it's a mixture of private placement, you know, uh, royalty and some, some partial asset, uh, sales. Yes. Uh, 
It's great. You've got to be creative. So tell us how that, yes. that all got structured. Well, uh, Lithium Royalty Corp approached us uh, when they saw the results that we put out from our uh, our uh, drilling that we did back in 2018. The, the lithium market crashed so fast and we never actually got all the results out before, you know, nobody cared anymore. So it occurred to me when I saw all the activity going on in lithium and we had this really interesting belt, which Carrie always said was a fantastic place to go look. We put out the results and... Um, Boom! Uh, we got a call from um, Lithium Royalty Corp, and they said, "You know, we, you know, we look all over the world for these um, lithium assets. They've been very successful. Um, and uh, you know, what are you guys going to do with that? And would you be interested in some, you know, a financing arrangement?" So we had that project on the books for about half a million dollars, and um, they were offering uh, a sale. Uh, they wanted to buy part of it and and put a royalty on, but help, you know. Uh, break the logjam, and I think it was it was it made sense because you know a lot of our shareholders, if we went out and diluted to go into lithium, that wouldn't have been viewed favorably. But when the money came in specifically for lithium, it was less dilutive, and we could use part of it for our nickel assets. It all made sense. Okay, and so uh, the headline number six point three million. How yep. much did you actually get of that? Have you got all of it? Or was it staggered? Yeah, we got all of it. All right, okay. It wasn't staggered. Yeah. Okay. There was good. no word staggered in the press release. So no there was 1.6. No, no conditions. One, 1. 1.6 was a private placement to lithium royalty. And, uh, you know, that was a 12 cents. That was, you know, the one thing that we said, okay, well, do, do we do this? The stock prices down. Um, but it was part and parcel deal. And, um, you know, there was no fees. There was no warrant on that. And, uh, and then, Part, part of the sale, the rest of the sale was a combination of sale of a royalty and a sale of uh, 25% of the asset. And we also have a grassroots um, lithium asset in Ontario as well uh, called Campus Creek, which is, uh, you know, very early stage, but interesting because the pegmatites themselves are very large. So, um, you know, they're probably layered and there's, you know, we've seen just a few occurrences of, um, uh, of, of spodumene, but the, the um, kind of indicator minerals are, are quite strong there. So, you know, that's something. We're right next to a company called uh, International Lithium who staked all around it. And their guys have been in the business for a while. So it's a, you know, it's a very interesting area. So, you know, we'll put a bit of money there later um, in the year and see uh, see what come up there. But it was really a package that we, we, we sold to um, uh, 25% of each property to um, Lithium Royalty. Yeah. So I always say to people, you know, what's your relevant experience, right? So we, we talked about some of the names of the companies that you guys have worked for, right? You're, you know, Western area, big, McKeon, yeah. big, uh, Anglo-American, huge, North American relating was, was a big yeah. deal. When you, when you, when big company guys drop down to this size of exploration, yeah. the rules are different. Right, you got to yep. you got to play the game differently. Um, yep. You sort out some of the cash constraints by doing, obviously doing the deal we just talked about. You've got I don't know, somewhere between seven and eight million bucks in the bank at the moment. I suspect um, yep. you're still going to be careful. What are the things that you can bring from the the, the big boy territory in, into this space, and what are the things that you're having to sort of tippy toe around and 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 work out um, how you be be more efficient. Well, I, th I think what the, the the big companies have is 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 capital discipline and knowledge of, of 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 you know what is an attractive asset for the industry. And as a junior, usually a junior wants to uh, develop a property and sell it to the majors and um, or mid tiers. And often I find that uh, 
junior companies are working on projects that absolutely may never really have a chance to be of interest to those companies. So I think if you have, um, you know, some relevant experience with Dave does certainly technically, okay, does, does this geology, does this project have a chance to become a mine someday? May not be a big mine, but a mine, any mine is a, is, is a good mine if it be, can be mined profitably. So I think that's the main thing. Um, you know, the, the big company experience from, from, from a junior experience, you know, it, it does take different skills. You're always fighting for capital. You're always fighting to attract interest in the market. The, the, the higher the metal prices go, the more people are in the market touting their, their, uh, their companies and their projects. So that's the challenge. What's the best way to, you know, the, the best way, if you can do it, um, other than coming on, um, shows like this is, is to find a, a find a, a real project that has, you know, drill results that are going to be relevant in the market. And people are always looking, the smart money is always looking for that. Guys are saying, oh, I want to find something early stage. That's a 15 million, 20 million market cap. That's going to be a hundred or 200 million market cap. And, and that can be done quickly and drill, you know, drilling a new project is, is, is I think the fastest way to get there. And, um, and so that's the period that, that grid is now entering because we're going into a drill intensive phase, not just on our nickel property, but also on the lithium property and they're different audiences. Um, and some people are just interested. They're just, you know, because of the price of lithium and in the interest, they're just really, really interested in, in, in lithium and maybe partly because it's newer. Um, but in our mind, what we're doing is relevant for both commodities. So um, it makes sense to do it. Uh, geographically, um, where we're drilling for lithium is very close to where we're drilling for, for copper. So the logistics all can, you know, they're not separate. They're really accessed through the same roads and that type of thing. You know, we have a core facility that's all centralized. So it, it makes sense to... Um, it's not like one project is one side of Canada and the other is on the other. So no, are there different yeah. skill sets required in, in terms of the 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 way that you drill? And I guess the, it all comes down to the the, the targeting, etc. But there's no, there's no difference really in, in terms of the drill competency. Well, I think I this is just my opinion. You know, um, you know, nickel. A lot of the time, it's a sulfide, and you know, it can be squeezed like a tube of toothpaste and go anywhere. Um, you know, although you can use geophysics, so that's that's the advantage. For, you know, a nickel deposit will generally give you a strong EM response. Um, but the uh, pegmatites, a good pegmatite, can be very continuous. Uh, Carrie always says it's like being it's like having a coal seam. And when we saw that when we we drilled the one we drilled the main dike, which um, it's only three to five meters wide, so it's not wide for a pegmatite. But you know, we had some historical drilling from the 1950s, and Tanko had put you know, one hole into it in the seventies. So we went back to, to that and it had been mapped over a kilometer. We did, we did a hole every hundred meters um, at around a hundred meter depth and hit every hole. Not many deposits are like that. Not many, you know, those are easy. You just, okay, there's the orientation. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So um, if, if only, you know, uh, exploration was that easy, but a good pegmatite will be continuous and there it will be. So, you know, what, what we're doing now is we're going up to a, another uh, uh, of the pegmatites on the property, which is about a kilometer away, same orientation, but this one, the historical results, it showed the dike was wider. So it was, you know, up to 10 meters wide from four holes, again, drilled in the 1950s. 
The only confirmation work we were able to do is find a, one of the trenches, take some samples, and we got uh, up to 3% in that. So we said, oh, that's a good sign. So now we're doing the same thing. We're, we started, we set back from that showing, and we're going to try to follow that. And my hope is that strike length of that pegmatite um, goes for, you know, 500, 800 meters a kilometer. I don't know. As far as, you know, the farther, the better. And that the grade is high. And, you know, if, if, if that thing holds together, you know, that, that, that will be a, a real fantastic uh, discovery for the company. So is that process that you've just outlined, right? Is that any different from any other junior in terms of the way they'd go about it? Because I, I, I get drawn to statements like you say, we understand what the big guys want. We, we, we understand the sorts of assets that they're after. Um, yep. And therefore, I, I presume that we can paint that picture for them um, to allow them to understand that we've, we've got that, right? So is the drilling process, is the drill targeting, is the focus and attention um, different because you know what the end picture needs to look like compared to a regular junior perhaps hasn't got that big company experience. Would you all do the same stuff? It's just you're a little bit more certain that I, the I think will like I think it. you know a smart exploration team. You're going to do the same things. It's it's, okay. it's not uh, you know it's right. not proprietary. It, it, I think it's just I mean so much of it is just saying okay well you know this is how much we're, money we're going to spend this is what we hope to achieve and this is how it'll advance the project right so the the, the work we're doing in, on, on the nickel deposit is you know we're we're trying to you know we'd love to double the size of the nickel deposits 7 million tons and we're not going to do that with 10 holes but we might say okay here's a really interesting intercept now we go go back and drill you know see if we can drill off some resource here and here's another area same thing you know that's not gonna. You know that's not gonna make Macwa into a, a, you know, the size of the deposit that Rio Tinto is gonna come knocking on the door, but it could take that project into a clearly, you know, the financial model. Um, it's gonna produce a certain amount of metal, and it's it'll look very attractive to attract more capital to it. Right. right. So that's. So, 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 so that's interesting. So there's, there's no real difference. You're saying you know, a, a good a, a good exploration team is a good exploration team. So I therefore, so. if that isn't the if that isn't the difference, then you know you guys. What I what we see a lot of people coming on board and telling me, oh, we're going to get taken out by X, Y, or Z, or we're going to build the next whatever size uh, mine um, for for yeah. wherever they are in the world. It, and it's it's yeah. kind of hard to differentiate. But there's there's a game. That's played down at the mm -hmm. junior space, which isn't played at the senior space, which is you need those headlines to attract retail to start investing in your project. Yep. So you, you need the narrative that you control or try to control. It needs to be different yes. from the big guys. So again, do you, where's that going to come from? Well, I think the narrative is going to come from, you know, the success that we have on, on, on the project and, and explaining to people what it is, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do. I'll just give you an example. So another comparable transaction in the market, uh, I think, is it, you know, one of the, there's five or six nickel projects that were around 10 years ago that are now being actively worked on. And one of them was the Shakespeare deposit near Sudbury. A company called Magna Metals have that. Now, that this deal hasn't been closed, but Mitsui and company showed up, not a small uh, organization, and said, we're going to buy 10% of your deposit and take off take for eight to $10 million. The market cap of that company is $25 million. And what does that tell you? That tells me that the end users looking for nickel concentrate and, and sources of nickel 
are willing to move down market to the smaller deposits, the smaller companies, and put their foot on these things because there's just not a lot of large sulfide deposits that are that are that are they're looking around. And another, a larger transaction uh, would be the acquisition of Noron by Wailu, $800 million. That's a nickel sulfide deposit. It's a great deposit, but that is 500 kilometers. There's no road. That's, you know, they have to build a road. It's going to take, you know, some time to do that. Why would they do that? You know, why don't they, they've got a big war chest. They can look for nickel in Australia, all over the world. Well, that's a certain deposit. So we're going to go put our foot on that. We're going to spend $800 million. We're going to outbid BHP for it. So that tells me that the, the the people who need nickel are now looking around saying, okay, where do we find it? Who's got a, a, a credible project? So, you know, what makes a credible project? Well, you've got to be able to uh, mine it at a reasonable price. You got to be able to produce a metal concentrate that you can sell to a smelter. That's, that's, that makes sense. Some projects can do that. Others will have more difficulty. One of the advantages of our project, we've actually done a lot of the metal, metallurgy on that. So, you know, we think we can make, you know, saleable metal concentrates. And so that's a big plus when somebody's evaluating what we're doing. Yeah, I think, I think with Mike, obviously, the material is a non-binding MOU at this, at this stage. It's a non-binding MOU, right. but... You know, how many non-binding MOUs has Mitsui announced in Canada with junior mining companies? N- not a lot. And, and I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Really I'm just trying, yeah, I'm not, and, trying to be and factual. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to be factual. Yes. Uh, Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and and I meant to, I, I normally would, would preface that. But yes. Okay. And I think but it's and an I, indication. It's, an, yeah. it's a very good indication that uh, nickel yeah. sulfides across Canada are get, getting the recognition. And yeah, the Wiley, BHP, Norant. Yeah. Uh, d- d- Discussions, uh, you know, very, very indicative of that, and they're going to have to spend a billion bucks on infrastructure to, to even get to site. It's it, it, it. These are phenomenal numbers, and people are excited about investing into these nickel sulfide mm-hmm. projects in Canada. But it comes, but I want to bring it back to. So, how yep. does a company like you get noticed? Because I think part part of why you're selling sub twenty million bucks at the moment is the legacy issues, the history of, you know, it didn't yep. quite happen before. People got a bit bored. The, the, the market was, you know, not, not favorable in terms of pricing, but yep. the people got bored, moved on to the next thing and forgotten about you, or they don't necessarily yeah. well, that's right. remember that's, it positively. It, it, so you need to go overcome right. that. So the narrative that's is right. really important for you guys. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking that question. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. And, and even as recently as the last couple of years, you know, we, we spent, um, a couple of years working on East Bay Lake because when Dave joined us, he's Palladium. Palladium was an extremely hot market. Our project was, there's no doubt there's a lot of Palladium there. Every hole we get Palladium is it wasn't, it, we weren't getting consistent results that it was clearly economic. And the market got bored with that. People who bought in because we were, um, you know, going to find a major Palladium discovery, which, you know, we drilled 30 holes and spent several million dollars. And, you know, we, we came close and it may be there, but we didn't find it. And they got bored and they said, we're going to move on. We, we can make money on these guys. They've got a trackable. So, um, you know, I think the advantage of our portfolio approach was we actually had um, other projects that, you know, we had not been moving forward in different commodities that we can say, well, this actually makes time, you know, this is the time to do that. So how do we do it? Like the, I, I keep coming back to it as a junior People invest in juniors because they want you to make a discovery and they want the stock price to go up. And that's a, a very kind of 
craven way of saying that, you know, of how people invest. But I believe that's, you know, most people and and I do that too. I go around and I look at I, you know, I watch your show, I read, you know, the newspapers, I, you know, all the publications. I'm I'm always looking for that discovery. So when we go out and drill 10 holes, we're hoping to get one or two holes that that people will look at and go, hey, that's you know, that's good. And we think the stock price is going to go up. And then the phone rings. And the people say, well, do you want money for that? And this, right? And it just happens, right? And they all call in this. You put out one hole and people you haven't heard from for five years, they all call within this, you know. Your best friend. Yeah. Your best friend. Yeah. Didn't you used to be an investment banker? I think you did. I did. I did. Anyways. <laughs> like, but you I, I, I always say, we, we used to use this phrase. So you, you offer people an umbrella when it's, when it's sunny, but not Fair enough. when it's raining. That's right. So, so listen, I don't know whether that's going to happen, but. You know, I I think we got a good chance. I think you know, based on our assessment, you know, in nickel, listen, the, you use a lot of geophysics, and we, you know, one of the last things we did was in 2018, um, we did a, a property wide, you know, EM survey using a really good contractor, and um, you know, we got a bunch of geophysical targets that some of them we actually have, you know, mineralization close by. And so now we're going to go and stick a few holes in these plates that look, you know, if they're, if they've got nickel of a certain grade, we'll get some tons there. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, it's so risky, right. It, but I like our chances. So, you know, we, we got to get out there and, and to me, based on the money we have now, that's a no brainer to go do that. And, you know, we, we would like to make a discovery and the same thing in the palladium, you know, I want our, sorry, in the, in the, in the lithium. I want to. I want to go and 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 drill. You know, listen. Those pegmatites can swell out, and if we get something that's twenty or thirty, you know, meters wide of, a, of one and a half percent, then the phone will really ring. And you know, why not? Right? It's a fantastic belt. There's there's you know the Burnick Lake pegmatite is, I don't know, forty or fifty million ton pegmatite. It's a great pedigree. There's been no exploration. Um, we know it's ten meters wide, so you know, that's good too. So, um. You know, I like our chances of, of, of coming up with something good when we're spending, the, you know, the, the, the millions of dollars we're spending. And, you know, our shareholders will be rewarded. That's what they want us to do. That's why they invest. You know, I could sit here and say, well, you know, we're going to develop this and do that. And people go, great. Uh, I'm going to go buy a stock where somebody's got two drills out there and they're drilling. So, you know, that's a fun part of the game. It's, it's exciting. And, and that's how you... Um, you know, you, you, you make discoveries and you make the share price go up and, and that's what, that's where we are. 